the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. We are at number 68 in our never-ending series of podcasts. Welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, John Taylor. We've got Shan Carr, comedian, who is looking real sharp today in your, I don't know, what do you call that? you got a dress on. I have like a mid-century print. You can barely see it, but yeah, cool, thanks. Very nice modern modernism print. Uh, we have uh, Gay Desert Guide Brad Fur, who is uh, heading up the tram right now as we no. speak, virtually. Oh, I wish I could. I think it's probably going to get closed down again, but we'll see. Yes, we're it back. It's a confined space. We're back to purple. We'll get to that and other things uh, during this episode. The I Love Gay Palm Springs brought to you in part by, and I'm going to um, actually, because it's one of those days and we're going to have the, um, the debate tonight, I'm Ooh. actually going to take on air today my out and about CBD gummy. Now, I'm, I'm going to wait to chew it because I can't chew and say the words yeah, at the same sure. time. So Just I'm going to park it, it in your cheek. Oh, awkward. Oh, okay. There it is. That's out and about CBD, one of our sponsors on GayDesertGuide.com. Also by Tori Nissan in La Quinta, the Gay Desert Guide Nissan Leaf came from Tori Nissan. It's all electric. It uses no gas. See Bob Bailey at Tori Nissan in La Quinta. And also Desert AIDS Project. During COVID-19, Desert AIDS Project innovates with free at-home self-HIV tests. Those can be mailed to you or picked up at DAP. Testing has never been easier with DAP's free self-test. Simple Test gives you the information you need to know about your HIV status. DAP's HIV self-test can be picked up or mailed to your home. To receive your free test kit, go to gaydesertguide.com. Click on the banner. Self-tests are saliva-based. I got a lot in my mouth right now because of the gummy. It takes about 20 minutes to get your results. And if you're not comfortable leaving your contact information, you can always call DAP. That number also on our website, but I'll give it to you here, 760-656-8425. And thank you, saliva-based Brad Fur. Chewing I have to say, DAP did my COVID test, which came back uh, negative yesterday. And uh, that process was uh, very streamlined, their little COVID clinic. And... Um, I recommend uh, you call him up for a COVID test if uh, if you want to go and get one. They Just a sign of the right. times. He said to us, well, by the way, I tested negative the other day. And, and we're like, for, for what? what? Right. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's negative for the COVID. Um, I can send away for the uh, for the home HIV test and, and do an update on that. Not like yeah. there's been any exposure to anybody. Right. <laughs> Although STDs are up in the valley right now, unfortunately, and I think uh, HIV cases, I'm pretty sure, have been reported up as well. People are still having sex. As our what was our what was our friend's name that did that song? Oh, I Bill Latour. People are still having sex, and nothing seems to stop. That them. song has never been more relevant. God, I know. It's true. You know what else? You know what else is up is uh, vacation rental complaints. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading that this morning. Yeah, well, and my the house next to me just got bought, and it is constantly full of some different family, whether it's a yapping dog or a screaming baby visiting. The only consolation is they'll be gone in a few days. Right, right. <laughs> so, Well, I live in Felony Flats, so we have a constant, you know, barrage of, of olfactory and auditory stimuli that are coming at us <laughs> at all times. So anyway, uh, should we go see our new friend, Lucy Ung? 
Let, I think yeah, we let's should do that. Well, welcome. Lucy Ung has been a clinical pharmacist specializing in HIV for over 10 years, and she's certified by the American Academy of HIV Medicine as an HIV pharmacist. Hello, Lucy. Hello. How are you guys doing this morning? Good, thank you. We're great. We're glad to see a new face. And actually, we found you through our resident doctor, Dr. Rush. Tell yes. us what is the connection there? So I work with her. She's our physician at work, and I'm a clinical pharmacist, and we work together in managing our HIV-positive patients. What okay. does clinical mean in, in uh, association to pharmacist? Yeah, so, um, so there's pharmacists who actually prescribe under protocol when we work with physicians and we try and select the best medication regimen for that person and we work together um, then we've got dispensing pharmacists who you know what you see at Walmart Rite Aid you know mm -hmm. Target who actually fills the prescription and then hands it out to the to the to the customer so there's you know two kind of sections one who actually you know fills the prescription, lets it go, and the other one in the back door who actually helps prescribe and choose and make the correct selection of medication for the, for the patient. Cool. So in the world of HIV uh, drugs, uh -huh. tell us a little something about, like, we're a crazy show. Tell us something exciting. What's actually on, what are we on the brink of that we're going to be excited to find? Well, I mean, for HIV medications, we've definitely come a long way, as you know. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, we didn't know what HIV was. And um, then we start throwing 10, 20 pills at patients per day in order to manage their HIV. Fast forward 2020, now we're able to treat HIV positive patients who are diagnosed with one pill once a day medications. Um, we have several one day, once a pill, um, well, several one day, uh, one pill, once a day medications available now. And these medications are not only convenient, but they're super effective if they're taken as prescribed, you know, without any other interacting medications. And they're well tolerated. I mean, most people really don't have any side effects anymore from these medications. Let me ask you about, about COVID because we hear rumors about HIV medications and COVID and the, that it may have an effect on COVID-19. I mean, I'm not asking you to, you know, present a peer-reviewed paper, but what are you hearing in, in that uh, realm? We are getting a lot of questions about COVID, and I think it's because there have been some studies done. Um, currently, there are no evidence that HIV medications work to either decrease the risk of getting COVID, nor are there evidence that says that if you are on HIV medications and if you get COVID, that you'll have a milder disease. Hmm. Um, I know they're still looking at it, but I know there was one study that was done that looked at a particular HIV medicine, specifically uh, ritonavir, lopinavir, and that study actually showed that it really didn't make any difference. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Back to the bleach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, at the risk of being the flippant comedian I am, at the very beginning when they were saying that people were already on retrovirals might like really do better with this, I thought the whole world dies off and a bunch of queens are left to not populate the world. Like everything <laughs> will look great for the last nine years, but mm -hmm. oh my gosh. That sounds like a screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A post-apocalyptic gay world and, and that's it. I've got patients who when they first diagnosed, they like cleaned out their bank accounts because they're like, ah, oh, we're not going to be here. And now they're like, 
oh crap, what, what do we do now? <laughs> We're doing well now, yes. I think there was a lot of that, right? Yeah. Yes. We just, uh, over the weekend, Lucy, we had the HIV uh, uh, and aging conference. Um, That's right. Right? And so, you know, we had a lot of discussions about, you know, getting older and continuing to live beyond what the means are that many of these men, especially men, because early on, um, they ever thought they would, uh, that they would ever have. And so there's all these issues that come up around aging and HIV. That conference, uh, we've actually scheduled it for um, September, 20, uh, September 18th for next year, 2021, to continue that, whether it's virtual or in person. We had Javier, uh, Javier Munoz from um, uh, Hamilton, and he was fantastic. Oh, okay. uh, he's been living with HIV for a long time and had some great insights, and, and we hope to have a piece of video. I just wanted, this is kind of an aside. We hope to have a piece of video from him um, because he talked about uh, when Mike Pence was at Hamilton and the death threats that he got afterward, and then all the things that he's been, you know, dealing with in his life, dealing with HIV and AIDS, so. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, HIV medicines, um, you know, we, we talked about early aging and premature mm -hmm. aging with HIV, but HIV meds have kind of mitigated some of that, but definitely hasn't, you know, ameliorated, you know, the whole, um, yeah. you know, premature aging in, in HIV. Sure. sure. So it isn't like we're out there trying to find the newest drug, right? I don't right. know, like, there's, will there ever be, as we're so prone to thinking about now, a vaccine? Hmm. Is there a reason for a vaccine if you have a pill? Well, I mean, I think it'd be great to actually eradicate HIV, you know, um, but uh, the vaccine's definitely being studied. Um, but I think the what we're moving towards, I mean, you think about, well, how can we get better than one pill once a day, right, for right. treatment of HIV? Right now, what, what HIV is moving towards is actually long-acting therapy. So within the next, probably sometime near future, probably next year, we're looking at a regimen that's going to probably be coming out that um, uh, includes two injections every eight weeks. So that's just getting medication once every eight weeks. Now, it's not going to be for everyone because you know, you do have to go into the clinic to get the injection. You can't give it yourself at home like you can with testosterone and things like that. It's something you have to come in and drive in for and wait for a nurse to give it to you. But it is an option and um, uh, it may not be for people who travel a lot because then you have to plan getting that oh, injection, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. around going on vacation or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and right now the concerns are we don't know well, if people miss their dose or are late getting it because of something that happens, are we going to have to worry about the medication stop working or resistance? So it's not for everyone. But, you know, we do have some patients who still find taking a pill kind of reminds them, you know, that they have HIV. Mm -hmm. So getting that injection once every eight weeks might be something that would be for them. So, I mean, at least we're going to have more options in the near future. As, as a diabetic, I'm very cynical about things like cures because there's a really big industry in supplying people with diabetic supplies, insulin, you know, it's, it's too lucrative as a chronic manageable disease for it to be cured. And I've, I've always said that about HIV, that now they're going to make it manageable and they're going to get that refill every month. And 
but that's really how the pharmaceutical industry works, you know, in this country. It's a for-profit deal. And right. if you cure it, what, what profit's in that, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, we're, what we're hoping is, you know, in the, you know, in the universities, those nonprofit organizations, yeah. we're hoping that those are the people who are still looking into the cure. Oh, that's encouraging. I want to think, I want to think that's happening. And then just as is always my job around here is, are there some things specific to women and HIV that are being studied or differences in how, how it's being addressed? Well, unfortunately, a lot of the clinical trials, um, are made up of men. So currently the only difference in regards to treating you know, uh, HIV male versus an HIV female is their pregnancy potential. So, you know, some medications may have effects on the, the fetus. And so we have to take that into consideration. Well, you know, are you planning to be pregnant or are you at the age where you can become pregnant? We're going to make those kinds of different selections in regards so, to medication. So like the really in the United States, predominantly men are still contracting HIV, but overseas, in Africa and other countries, women are by far the largest number. So they are taking those drugs, even though they're not specifically studied on them and it's helping them? It's helping them. I mean, we do in this trials, there are women, but you know, it's just a majority of men. So oh, they are in Somebody. the trials. It's just, you know, a majority of the, the people in the trials are gonna be men just because that's- I just always see on the commercial, this drug was not tested on females, whatever. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen, I hadn't, I hadn't really paid attention to that, but the new HIV commercials tend to have both men and women in it. And they're actually doing general market advertising to the, unfortunately, to the detriment of the LGBT publications who used to really live and thrive or, you know, live on the HIV medication advertising. Uh, most of that's gone general market now. MSNBC is advertising, a lot of TV, general market um, with men and women in the TV ads, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With the dude's kiss at the end. Well, that, yeah, that yeah. I like that commercial. I always go, yeah. oh, they look like such a cute couple. You right? I always notice any overt gayness snuck in there. It makes me very happy to be yeah, mainstream. Yeah. And we're still maintaining our own little niches, but it is blurred. The lines are blurred without question. Listen, Lucy, thank you so much. I know you need to get to work. Thanks for taking a second out to play with us. And of course, we'll thanks for having, joining, having me join your nice party this morning. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Thanks, Lucy. Bye, Lucy. And now we welcome back to our flaming microphones the fabulous Jimmy Bogle, who is the uh, editor and publisher and journalist that you know and love from cvindependent.com. You want to get his uh, daily digest in your inbox because it keeps you on top of a lot of things. What are you on top of now? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to answer I'm that Garrett. seriously. Garrett. Garrett, Garrett is Garrett is doing well. My husband Garrett is doing well. <laughs> and we're not going to tie those two remarks together. Anyway, um, you know, obviously the big news here um, is, in addition to the election and the apocalypse, is obviously the county um, slipping down a tier from the red tier to the purple tier, which means that gyms and movie theaters and indoor dining and churches all have to close again. And that's, um, as I wrote about in the Daily Digest on Tuesday, um, it's going to cause some businesses to shut down. There's no yeah. question about that. However, there's also some positives there. I mean, you know, the 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 state 
whether you like it or not, is one of the few only states in the country where COVID cases are actually stable or going down. Right. So clearly this this tiered system that they've got, which is very strict, is working. Our numbers right now in Riverside County are, you know, toward the better part of what they've been throughout this pandemic. But because our cases per 100,000 are a little bit too high, you know, we've got these restrictions. But And also it's important to note these restrictions aren't as strict as they used to be. Nail salons, hair right. salons can be open as right. well. So, you know, it's it's it sucks, but it, that's the way it is. I was at PS Air last night. Uh, it almost felt like the the time that it went, the, the the drinking age in Michigan was going from 19 to 21, and I could drink, and then the next day I couldn't drink. Yep. Uh -huh. You know, they're they're facing. They're already a tiny little space uh, within Boucher, and you know, when they had 72 hours, they're gonna. I think they're closing down today or tomorrow within the 72 hour. It'll have thing. to be today. Yep. Yeah, it'd have to be today, and uh, you know, in many other places are going to face that. I know a number of restaurants just reopened in town. Uh, some of their indoor dining space, and now that's gone away. Is that correct, Jimmy? The 25% indoor and I, I was, goes away. Um, I was emailing yesterday a little bit with Damon Rubio from the Mary Pickford oh, Theater. Yeah. And, you know, there it's it's a it's an independent, um, locally-owned theater. He splits time between here and, I believe, San Diego. Yes. Um, and owns the theater in Hemet as well. And, you know, the, the Regal Theaters decided to pack it in once the Bond movie um, was pushed yeah. off next year. Yeah. But Damon was making a go of it, and now all of a sudden, his business is shut down, although at least he's got the new driving experience over there in Cathedral City. So it's all outdoors. If the gyms want to stay open for the next three weeks, and I have a feeling it's going to be more than three weeks, I hate to say it, yeah. they got to bring their stuff outside. That's another positive is that unlike in August when this was happening, when it was 117 degrees, the weather is going to be a little bit better. Yeah. Although I see right. rain in the forecast for early next week. So, you know, it this this just sucks, and we just got to do the best we can, and, you know, it's it's hard. You know, I want to wade into the to the Facebook cesspool for just a minute. Unfortunately, as we tie this together, you know, a number of restaurants on Palm Canyon have gone into the street. Um, that has caused considerable amounts of controversy. I was on the Main Street uh, call on Tuesday morning, and some of the uh, some of the retailers were not happy that there was no parking and that you know that was uh, restricting commerce. Others said they were having okay traffic throughout that. Um, so two things. One is uh, Palm Canyon is going to open for two lanes uh, going southbound, and that'll be open, I believe, by early next week. Uh, those they were waiting on some barriers, I believe. Correct. Heard, so. Those restaurants that uh, took the that applied for to the city and took space on South Palm Canyon, they have that waiver for an entire year. So those little parklets um, are going to be with us for quite some time. I believe Arenas is in the same uh, boat in that they are going to um, have that for an entire year. So there's a, a long-term outdoor dining piece. The controversy started coming out around whether uh, or whether or not we should close down South Palm Canyon permanently and maybe make it like the Third Street Promenade. I don't think it's a bad idea. Jeffrey Bernstein was on the call yesterday on Tuesday, and he and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. The fact that um, you could create a beautiful pedestrian way on South Palm Canyon or maybe on some of the side streets. And I think it's worth taking a look at. But I have to tell you, uh, Jerry Keller was uh, talking about that on the call. Jerry's the owner of Lulu, and he has been castigated on Facebook, I think, very unnecessarily. And so I really wanted to call that out. I know he and uh, 
and some of the other restaurateurs and business owners are asking us to take a look at uh, closing down South Palm Canyon. And uh, one person in, in, in particular who uh, shall re remain nameless, but he now lives in San Diego after causing havoc here in Palm Springs, um, actually made some really nasty comments on Facebook. He since, I just saw this, he since uh, edited those comments, um, but was calling for a boycott of Lulu. And you know, in this day and age, it's, it's not the time to be boycotting our local businesses. You can have a disagreement. You can personally say, I'm not going to go to Lulu anymore because I disagree with his policy. Look, I've got a few business owners that I necessarily wouldn't support, but I'm certainly not going to go on social media and advocate for a boycott. I just think that's so wrong. That's what people do though now, that is the platform. And I, I think I read a pretty tough round of stuff about Christy Holstitch. Oh we have a God, local yes. city council yep. thing going on. And I mean, between the guy who complained about her having a picture of herself pregnant and all the gay guys who are convinced that she never was bisexual or is bisexual and gay guys who will go out of their way to like argue about what your sexual identity is shocking to me it in is. a political really realm is. in any way and people have been attacking her as a matter of fact i'm going to have the good opportunity of hosting on zoom the christy holstitch's election night party whichever way it goes i'm sure it's going to be a bunch of fun and then I don't know. The complaints, the complaints, the complaints. Like everybody just, we all have a little too much time in our hands. And, you know, uh, outrage is not activism, people. Yeah. I like, like Taylor Swift says, you need to calm down. Right. <laughs> Did I yeah, see something, problem. Jimmy? I'm sorry, go ahead. Did I see something? And I could have, might have just scanned over it carelessly. Did I see something saying that unmasked voters will not be turned away? Correct. The, you know, certain counties, they may give them shield, face shields or whatever, but the state, and you know, actually, <clears throat> I don't have a problem with this. Um, if they're going to the give you a face shield, version, then who cares? Well, it's, it's varying by county by county, but the state has made the decision since masks, largely because of our president, have become a political issue. Voting is such an important and necessary thing that they're going to allow people not wearing masks. If you show up to a polling place in California, you will be allowed to vote. And you know what, I, I, I feel for the poll workers and the yeah. people who are, um, who yeah. are uh, you know, volunteering there. But also if you look at the science, you know, if, if you're staying far enough away and it's a short enough duration um, that people should be okay. But you know what, I actually think that's a good call because it takes away that, you know, we're talking about the cesspool of Facebook and how people go on there and they spout off and they don't often have, um, Opinions. And this particular person that, that you're talking about, Brad, I would gladly say his name, but but if you don't want no, to. Go ahead. No, feel free. Um, I, no, Zeno Bizzotti, He's yeah. He's been very outspoken on Facebook about David Reddy and some other issues. And, and I will say that a lot of his opinions are not always um, based what I think in proper fact right. um, that he spouts on Facebook. And that's, you know, but that's going back to the mask issue in terms of voting, it takes away an arrow from the quiver of the complainers and the whiners that, you know, you're making masks a political issue and I don't believe in masks and you're telling me I can't go vote without one. Well, now they can't make that argument. And so given, given the relative safety and the short duration, as right. long as California's ballot is this year, um, I actually think that's a good decision. I really do. Yeah. Good. Hey, what's, what's everybody doing for the debate tonight? 
The mute button debate. Not watching. I nope. think I'm gonna really. You're not watching. I can't turn away. But yeah, I can't either. I can't. I think I'm gonna write to Hugh and see if I can log into his debate watch. Oh yeah, from the men event. Men oh event nice debate watch. That's right. We could all log into that if we wanted to. If yeah. we pay our fee, but you you and I can get in free if we want. Yeah. Okay. All of us can you, get in you free. elitists. You uh, media uh, elitists. Here. Oh my god. I'll try he to give, all you, a, of I'll give you a discount code. Because we work no, with that's him, okay. But. I actually, you know, I was actually discussing this with Garrett. Um, uh, the last couple debates, um, a very small four-person, we don't want to go above four, four or five people, a you know, group have got together in a friend's backyard and, and watched the last two debates and ordered takeout. And um, right. we, we are not doing that um, right now um, because some of us don't have the flavor. Garrett and I honestly don't know if we're going to watch it. And, you know, yeah. I've got a built-in excuse. I'm actually on deadline for the um, for the uh, our special pride issue, um, our Yay. November print edition. Um, and so, and I got to send that to press tomorrow. So I will be probably half working through the debate. You're actually okay. doing stories on two organizations that are really trying to bring LGBT people together and help them. One you've heard of, which is obviously the LGBTQ Community Center of the Desert, yeah. um, which, you know, they've spent millions of dollars on this beautiful building. They're currently working on it right now, and people haven't been able to go into it since March. And so I talked to Mike Thompson about you know, their expansion plans, they're doing some stuff in the East Valley that he wasn't quite comfortable telling me about yet. Oh. But I think we can look for some announcements there soon. But he also talked about how they've learned from the pandemic um, in terms of putting cameras in to all their community rooms. So from now on, once the center reopens, if people want to attend, the example he gave is an Eisenhower lecture on Wednesday night about some medical issue. Right people can attend it virtually as well. Um, the other yeah. group you probably haven't heard of, and that's a relatively new group called Desert Support for Asylum Seekers, I believe it is. Yeah. And it was founded by a gay couple about a year ago, and they're really focusing on helping LGBTQ refugees, um, especially at the detention facility in Calexico, a lot of whom, if they get released, they're taken to the Greyhound bus station in Calexico, even in the middle of the night when the station is closed. And there are a lot of LGBTQ refugees. That's why they're refugees, is yeah. they're fleeing persecution, they're fleeing family. And so this is a group that just got off the ground. They actually have a GoFundMe going right now to get a larger house so they can take in some of these refugees. Oh, wow. And so those are the two stories that will be leading off our Pride Edition. Well, Jimmy, I'm really looking forward to that edition of the uh, Coachella Valley Independent being on newsstands, I guess, next week, because next week. we're going to be right. We've got uh, not much time before the election. We're at 13 days, and then Pride is the 12. next weekend. 12. 12, 12 days on the 12th day of the day before the election. No, <laughs> to be done so badly. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to talk about something that we just uh, we're, we just got all the details together. Jimmy, you're going to be advertising it in the Independent, and it'll be all over Facebook, uh, but it'll be a happy thing. And that is our Light Up the Night contest. So uh, this is something that Rhonda Hart came up with, and we uh, hitched our wagon to it. And what we're asking people to do is buy or repurpose some rainbow Christmas lights or pink lights, especially pink if you can get them. And they're available at places like Ace Hardware and you know Amazon, everywhere. Asking you to do a display outside of your domicile, um, light up the night in pink lights, 
And this is going to be on Pride Weekend. So the Friday of Pride Weekend, have your light display all ready to go. Get a nice photograph of that, either with you in it or without you in it, probably without because it's dark. Um, and then we're going to have a photo contest online where people upload their photos of Light Up the Night. On Saturday, we're going to choose the top 10 entrants. Then on Saturday night and Sunday, you all are going to vote for the top vote getters, uh, and they're going to receive air travel on Alaska Air. So the top two vote getters are each going to get a pair of vouchers for air travel on Alaska Air. Isn't that Very incredible? Cool. That's, I'm that's so great. jealous. I know we can't win. Well, Jimmy, you, might, you probably could because you're not really employed by us. So, well, but Jimmy, I'm a sponsor of Pride, so it would be kind of sketchy. And which stinks because Alaska Airlines just started a, a round trip um, in starting in December to my hometown of Reno, Nevada. That, that uh, I will actually have already got tickets booked to go and see the family at Christmas if COVID allows. So, yeah, I think yeah. Shan, didn't you tell me that you were going to hook up with somebody that won the contest so that you could? No, that was your thing. suggestion when I said <laughs> I couldn't win. You came up with a shady reach around. Um, <laughs> I have some lights up already, and those lights will stay. The part that's up right now will actually stay because I put lights under the eaves and yeah. the carport. And it's super cool. Um, and then the pink lights and rainbow lights will go up on top of that. But I need somebody who can riggedy rig rig my weird electricity to outside. Like, how do you plug in 10 strands of light without? I found a, an outlet that screws into my front door lamp yeah. with plugs in it. Um, unfortunately, it's idea. also motion sensitive. So. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, the layers between the electricity and the motion, it'll be... Shan, uh, I think you need a lesbian thing. to come over and help you with that. I need a real lesbian, yes, please. Or <laughs> with an electrician's license. No, I'm, I'm actually very good with electric stuff, so I'm happy to come over and give you okay. some help with my face mask on. Okay, what are you I'll take it. your head for? So many jokes are running through my head with all of these. Brad's good with electricity. Shan needs a lesbian. I'm just like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a ticker tape running You know what? There are times where even a lesbian needs a, a man, you know, right. this one at least. Right. So I'll take the offer. Well, it's going to be a fun contest. I'm really looking forward to all the great displays of light. Um, the other, um, the other prizes um, include, um, I'm trying to think what else we have. Oh, two $50 gift cards from Grocery Outlet. So the cool. next winners are going to get gift cards. And then we have some other uh, prize packs that Ron's putting together, I think from Effen Vodka. So Effen prize packs. Very nice. <laughs> Vodka, groceries, and air travel. Woohoo! I think what else is going on for Pride? There's a couple other. Oh, K Gay's doing a uh, little dance party thing with uh, DJ Galaxy. And I talked to Stephanie about that last evening. That's going to be a fun event as well. Um, there's just there's, a lot of. There's a couple of movies, I know. Right, right. Right. Cultural Center, yeah. At the Cultural Center, the, the um, Lesbo Expo presents. We're putting together a little short film. We added to exist persist resist and we added and thrive so it's a little short Love film it. about what lesbian artists and creatives are doing to thrive through this 
and it's double featured with a really great film called Ahead of the Curve about the biggest, most popular lesbian magazine that came out in the 80s called Deneuve. And as much as it was popular, then Catherine Deneuve sued them for her own name on their magazine. They had to actually change their name because she didn't want to be associated with lesbians, even though famous people were flocking to be in the magazine and then they did change it. And, and uh, so great movie, great documentary. I have a, um, um, a shout out and a get well soon for Paul oh, C. Torgino, who you know as Miss Behaven, and you've seen her as Endora every uh, Halloween. She is, he is uh, just one of the sweetest, most wonderful people, such a great energy. He's one of those people that retired here. Uh, if he had a career as a, an Imagineer for Disney, designing and fabricating rides and, and attractions for Disney for his entire life. That was the company he worked at. And he came out here and brought all that creativity to a drag career. And he's just such a breath of fresh air, a ray of sunshine. And we wish you the best. Paul Torrigino, love you. Recovering in the hospital yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wanted to also uh, bring out this breaking news. Oops, you can't see it. Uh, breaking <laughs> news, uh, Taco Bell free delivery, anyone? Get free Taco Bell delivery and a free crunchy or soft taco on orders of $15 or more from Grubhub. Nope. Nope. That's breaking nope. news. Nope. Absolutely not. Those bastards took away the Mexican pizza. <laughs> They're off my list. <laughs> Screw them. Never going to Taco Bell again until they bring back the Mexican pizza. I know we said we weren't oh. going to boycott, oh, but I'm boycotting until the Mexican oh, pizza my. My house Yo, Kiero, bitchy. I remember way back in the 70s when we got our first Taco Bell, and there was a phonetic thing under the word taco no quesadilla there was phonetic spelling on the sign under taco where did you just, grow up honey uh, i was in colorado springs hmm. yeah anyway I mean, i'm from michigan you'd think that I mean, that, that i understand that that uh colorado springs huh but hey, don't take food away from a bear that's what you guys should know that you take food away from a bear we're gonna get a little crabby well, yeah, and I am such, I'm like taco, not to be stereotypical. It's like my favorite food. I know lesbians <laughs> and tacos, go for it, go for it. But mm -mm, mm -mm. I, I remember in San Francisco, one of the few drive-ins was a Taco Bell and I was recognized by every worker. And when they minimally changed the recipe in the taco meat, I like threw a little fit at the drive-in. Like, why did you change it? It's crazy. We don't like change. I don't like them changing my taco. No, not All right, guys, we got a game to play. Um, what do you think? Do it. John and Jimmy would grab a piece of paper where you can write your simple answers down and put them up to the camera. Is the back of an envelope okay? Yes. yes. Just use a little bit. There are 10 questions. Okay. So we actually sent out, like Family Feud, a survey of 100 gay and lesbians, and our viewers actually wrote back. So this isn't just like, what did housewives in Michigan answer? This is 100 LGBTQ people were surveyed. We're looking for the number one answer. And the first question is, name something a cowboy or a cowgirl might wear, even if they're a nudist. Got it? Love the music. You got it, guys? Yep. Okay. Number two. 
Name something you regret not, oh my God, not shopping around longer for before you got it. Name something you regret not shopping around longer for before you got it. There we go. I can't see the whole question unless I block you guys. So <laughs> tell me that you're done. Done. Okay. Name the biggest closet case in Hollywood. Ooh. I know. I know that one. Is is the podcast libel insurance um, paid out? <laughs> it's, it's I don't paid know. Out. We just yeah. played music we don't have rights to, so. Uh, All right. Number very four. Very a short clip. No, not in, not in podcasting. What's number um, four? Number four. Aside from Palm Springs, name a favorite gay vacation destination. Mm. Okay, number five. Mm -hmm. Name a word or phrase that drag queens made popular. <laughs> I wrote some good questions. You did. When a hundred gay LGBT people were surveyed on a scale of one to 10, how much of a catch are you? What did they answer? Name the number that most gays and lesbians thought they were on a scale of one to 10. Were they on antidepressants or not? I don't know. <laughs> we did not pre-screen them for psychological stability. Okay. Number seven, name a part of the body that someone, oh, hang on, I can't see the whole question, I can't remember it. Oh, <laughs> here we go again. Name a part of the body that someone might wanna see a plastic surgeon about. Mm. What did gay people think? Um, number eight, name a job that might sometimes require its employees to be naked. Um, a job or? A job. A job. That they might require you to be naked? Correct. Yeah. Here we go. Number nine. Name an Olympic sport that gay men seem to follow. And number 10, just to keep it all even, name an Olympic sport that lesbians seem to follow. Okay. Um, lesbians? Um, okay. Um, oh, he's thinking. Olympic sport. Okay. I'll just. I'm throwing that one away. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. Number one, name something that a cowboy or cowgirl might still wear, even if they're a nudist. I guess just say it. Oh, there you go. Chaps. Jimmy? Oh, I wrote them all down on the same piece. That's okay. okay. That's all right. Just tell us. Cowboy hat. Just tell us, cowboy hat. Okay, the number three answer with 15 votes was Spurs. <laughs> cowboy hat at 23. Chaps also at 23, but the oh, number one oh. answer was Boots. So you want cowboy me to hat keep, and Chaps tied. Do, I, do you want me to keep score since I have sure. nothing to do? Okay. So uh -huh. they both tied on that one. They both got a point. We tied. Okay. Oh, they just get one point for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we tied. All right, number two. Name something that you regret not shopping around longer for before you got it. Jimmy? This is not true in my case, but I said a spouse. Oh, spouse. And shoes. shoes. Actually, shoes was the number three answer at six. Dildo vibrator or cock ring at number, uh, number two with nine. And car. 
Not as risque as we would have wanted, but car was the number two answer at 32. So pretty popular answer. So do I get a point? uh, I wasn't on because you got the highest right answer. Okay. Thank you. We'll give it to you. All right. Number three, who is the biggest closet case in Hollywood? What did you say, John? Tom Cruise. Cruise. I said the same. And you both got it right. Number three was Rock Hudson, dead. He can't possibly be. Um, But was uh, John Travolta and then Tom Cruise, number one at 33 out of 100 people. You both get a point, Jimmy. Woohoo! How many did Travolta have? 21. Okay, yeah. That's what I would have said. Pretty substantial. Yeah. All right, aside from Palm Springs, name a favorite gay destination for a vacation. P-Town. You said P-Town. I said Fort Lauderdale. Mm. Fort Lauderdale didn't even make the list this year, and you would say oh. Wilton Manors above anything, but Puerto right. Vallarta got 11, Fire Island got 13, and Provincetown at 38. I almost switched, but I went with my first instinct, which... All right, so right now the score is John 4, Jimmy 2. All right, next question. Okay, you're still in the game. Name a word or phrase that drag queens made popular. Uh, Jim. uh, Bitch, please. Same. You said bitch, please. Bitch, please. I also said bitch, please. And actually. Was it it girl? Technically, it didn't make it. Work and you better work got 14. Girl or girl, please got 15. And Mm. yas or yas queen got 23. So we get okay. nothing. No point, no point for that one. But we're on the same page, Jimmy. I love that. I'd like to I... file a protest against these hundred people. Um, <laughs> well, why don't you flame them on Facebook later? I would. That's what I would do. Just hope they're not your friends is all you yeah. can do. All right, number six, on a scale of one to ten, how much of a catch did the hundred gays and lesbians surveyed say they were? Seven. You said five. You said seven. No, no said he said seven, seven too. Can oh, you, you both said, oh, I'm sorry. You're only half on the screen. I could only see one hand. Yeah. So we both said seven. We've had a lot of the same answers, Jimmy. Yes, That's cool. Yeah. So so the ones in which I was wrong. <laughs> seven was the number three answer. So you both get a point for that. The Thank number you. two answer was people who thought they were a 10. And the number one answer was people who thought they were an eight. Like there's some confidence going on out wow. there. I don't know what I would say about myself. And if I did, we'd just have a sad moment. So let's get it. (laughs) Number seven, name a part of the body that somebody might want to see a plastic surgeon about. What'd you say? I said eyes. I said nose slash face. Nose. Could you be more vague? Right? Nose was the first word. You want me to get down to specific nostrils? (laughs) No. Number three at six was tummy. Hmm. Number two was breasts, and number one was nose. Jimmy for the Jimmy, nose. For Jimmy the win. on the nose, Jimmy. Okay, so nose. we have four for Jimmy and five for John. And what are oh, we at? Question number nine? Yep. We're on question number eight, eight so there's eight. time for either to take to go. the lead. All right. Question number eight, name a job that might sometimes require its employees to be naked. What'd you say? Porn star. I said stripper. Okay, number three with eight was porn star. Number two uh, with 10 was sex worker or escort. And number one with 25 was stripper. 
Oh, we're tied. Jimmy, Ooh, it's five. Getting five. That's actually to... number eight, right? Right. So, all right, number nine. But, but, but there's some tie breakers here, so they each have five points. Okay, so we have two questions left now. Yes. Uh, yes. Name an Olympic sport that gay men seem to follow. Figure skating. You both Same. said figure skating. It was the number one answer. You both get a point. Oh. Chan, I hope you have a tiebreaker question. I hope prepared. I do too. Here we go. <laughs> uh, number two was diving, and uh, number number three was diving and gymnastics. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, gymnastics. Yes. Uh, all right, number ten. <laughs> name an Olympic sport that lesbians seem to follow. I threw this away. I was going to say powerlifting. That's probably the number one answer. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure it's an Olympic sport right now, it, but I said softball. <gasps> I said curling. <laughs> uh oh! It's an, it, it, it is an Olympic sport, though technically, right? Sort of. Well, well, let's see what the uh, let's see what survey says. Survey oh. says of a hundred gays and lesbians polled, number three basketball, mm. number two soccer, mm. and number one tennis. Aww. Oh, so we Not tied, Jimmy. I I'm stand by my answer being on a predominantly lesbian softball team. Go Palm Springs Heat, Palm Springs Gay Softball League, even though we're not playing right now. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, okay, I had a tiebreaker. Do we still have a tie? Yes. Okay, I have a tiebreaker. Do it or die it, guys. Okay. N name a song that's considered a gay anthem. Ooh. Okay. YMCA. Uh, all right. We know what Brad's answer is. YMCA. How about you, Jimmy? It's raining men. It's raining men. And John? I am what I, I am. I am what I am. It's raining men was number three with 15. I will survive 18. And I am what I am at 20. Winner to John, John Taylor. It's so Not close. Surprised. Not surprised at all. Okay, well, that was silly fun. Thank you so much. It was. For Thanks for the silliness. We needed it. That was, we need that today. And yet, just another uh, uh, one thing I want to uh, be sure and remind us all of, and that's Desert AIDS Walk is this weekend. Yes, it is. On Saturday. And we're getting together as a the Gay Desert Guide group, which is under the DBA team, to walk um, from Demuth Park because Shan was insistent and, and rightly so that Demuth get added as a route this year and it was um, and we are going to all walk together with our masks on socially distant screaming at each other hey what's going on up there thank you both for doing that oh well, yes Miss Ballot girl Miss Ballot boobs over there has uh, got her official ballot have you you're putting it in boobs I am putting it in. Now, the question is, do you fold them inside of each other or are they two separate pieces? I'd it said to fold it back as it had been received, but like I didn't, can they be nested or do they have to be two separate things? I would separate them. They have to separate them to put them in the machine anyway. So you can just okay. save them a, a millisecond or two. You have to do, you have to make an origami giraffe out of it or else the ballot doesn't count. I love that they included your voted sticker. Yeah. And that it's in like 11 languages on the sticker now. And I usually want one for each nipple. So unless I go drop it off by myself, I won't. I'll be lopsided. 
Question for you guys, last minute. Do you guys uh, have any recommendations for uh, people that should tell us how we should vote? Like, uh, I know the, the Stonewall Democrats had a, had a list that you had up, Brad. Uh, right. The, de the, the Desert Stonewall Democrats have got a list of, and I, I, the, there was only one that I slightly disagreed on, but pretty much I thought they had a good set of recommendations for our ballot initiatives. Um, in terms of who to vote for, I, I, you know, I, I tend to be my own person on that, but I do yeah. like direction on the initiatives. I recommend calmatters.org. Um, it is a fantastic nonprofit, California yes. journalism. They won't tell you how to vote, but they will break down what, who's in favor of a proposition, who's against it, what oh, it cool. means, what the financial impact is, calmatters.org. I highly recommend it. And um, I actually do disagree with some of the Stonewall Democrats' decisions on the propositions. I won't go into them, but I also won't say because the independent does not make endorsements. And so as the independent representative, I will keep my mouth shut, but go to calmatters if you want to do some learning. And always go to uh, cbindependent.com to get signed up for that newsletter. You are uh, very independent in your thinking and you don't tell people how to think, but you give us a lot to think about. Brad Fur with thegaydesertguide.com and a newsletter coming out in the next few hours. I want to thank you and Shan, your game show hostiness was uh, awesome. Thanks for that fun way to end the show today. It was yeah, really a was little comic relief. Fantastic. You're a modern you guys day next week. Pink Martindale. Yes. Wink, wink. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.